0: Hi besties, welcome back to Try Not To Care. If you're new here, welcome to Try not To Care. My name is Ashley. I post an episode every single Monday. Well, no, most Mondays. There may or may not be an episode this coming Monday, but I usually post every single Monday. Um, but thank you for clicking on today's episode and hanging out with me. Before we get into today's episode, little life update. I'm gonna start doing these in each episode just so you get to know me more. I, you feel more connected to me, I feel more connected to you, you know? So first of all, if the audio sounds a little off or echoey, it's because I finally started to redecorate and reorganize my studio office space because it was just a mess. It got to a point where it was literally just a closet that I was sitting in and doing my makeup and working out of. Just clothes everywhere, boxes everywhere, I would do my makeup, I would do my work from the same desk, and it was not good for me mentally or for my work because when my space is a mess, so is the inside of my brain and I cannot function. So right now, I'm recording at my desk and it feels like I'm at an actual office now. Like Everything is spaced out, but where my desk is now might be a little echoey, so let me know how the audio sounds for you. But I feel very professional. I feel like a girl boss. I'm standing on business right now and uh, I love it. Also, we hit 200,000 followers on TikTok, which is insane. And I'm so grateful for every single one of you who follows me on there. I went through a period of time on TikTok where I stopped oversharing and posting videos of me talking and my random thoughts. And I think it's because I got really in my head and I thought I had to be one way. Because so many of you only know me from here and only know me as who I am on here. I mainly talk about mental health and I give advice and... I'm really positive, or at least I try to be, whereas on TikTok, I'm a little more raunchy. You get a little different side of me, and I thought that people wouldn't like that side of me, so I kind of toned it down, and I think when I did that, I stopped growing on TikTok because I I wasn't being authentic. I just wasn't being myself, and I got to a point where I realized I was doing a disservice to you and to me for not being myself, and I was kind of going against everything I stand for when I tell you that you should be yourself and be proud of yourself and not change for anyone. Like who I am on here is different than some of the content that I post on TikTok, but I'm still the same person. There's just different sides of me. I have so many layers and I want you as a listener and as a follower and as a friend to get to know every side of me. With all that being said, I started to post more on TikTok, just talking as I do, just yapping away. And I've seen some growth, which is really reassuring and validating that who I am is enough and people that wanna watch me are going to watch regardless if it's me being positive and inspirational or me being a little bitchy and raunchy. So if you follow me there, thank you so much. Thank you for 200,000. If you don't follow me there, My socials are linked in the show notes. So, because this may or may not be my last episode of 2023, I want to end the year with giving you some inspiration for the new year. I want you to go into 2024 feeling good, feeling inspired, and feeling ready ready to take on anything and everything that's thrown at you, ready for anything that's given to you, ready for new beginnings. I always feel my most inspired at the beginning of the year. I kind of go through an identity crisis and I'm like, I want to reinvent my entire life. I really am that new year, new me girl. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think people poke fun at the fact that people want to start over every year. People are criticized for having these goals. People are criticized for wanting to start working out, wanting to start eating better, wanting to do better because... There's this idea that people work really hard at these goals for the first, I don't know, two months and then they stop and everything goes back to normal. I think the reason why people stop working at the goals they set for themselves at the beginning of the year is because they're not setting realistic goals and they're not setting goals for the right reasons. They're setting goals based off what they think others expect from them or what's appropriate for them so many people set the goal to lose weight because they think that's what they're supposed to be doing not necessarily because they want to or that it's important to them also the goals that people set aren't doing anything for them they almost just set them to say they have goals i also think people set super high expectations for themselves and goals that don't currently align with their lifestyle at the time It's okay if you feel like you want to start over and reinvent yourself, but just because you feel that way doesn't mean that you need to start from scratch and become a whole-ass new person. Your goals don't have to cancel out who you already are. I actually think it's best to create goals and strive for things that build off who you are already. You've already done so much work on yourself as a person, so I don't think it's fair to scrap that and be like, no, I don't like this. I wanna become someone brand new. Today, I wanna talk about creating a 2024 glow up guide, a realistic way to glow up for the new year that's gonna hit all the spots. We're not just striving to look hotter or do more. If your goal is to travel more or make more money, awesome, me too, but we're going to do more than that. We're gonna talk about your diet this year and I'm not talking about what you eat. We're going to talk about how to decide what you're focusing on this year, and then I'm going to share with you my personal glow-up guide for 2024. So let's get into it. Let's dive right into today's episode. Something that I think is really important to focus on when you're going into the new year is your diet. I saw a post on Pinterest that said, your diet is more than what you eat. It's what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, and the people you hang out with. Basically, you should be mindful of what you're putting into your body emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Because just like food, water, alcohol, what you put into your body has a huge impact on how you feel, how you perform, and how you treat others. If you were to eat fast food every single day you would feel less energized and more sick than you would if you weren't eating processed food every single day. If you were drinking alcohol every single day, you would be much less productive and probably more destructive than you would be if you were drinking the same amount of water every single day. The same thing goes for the choices that you make when it comes to the things that you do in your everyday life, the activities you partake in. The things you choose to spend your time and energy on, the people you choose to spend the majority of your time around. Now a word from our sponsor, Green Chef. As you know, I'm going to be glowing up in 2024 in all areas of my life. One thing that I'm going to prioritize is eating at home and cooking healthy meals. I have used HelloFresh so many times and loved it. And now Green Chef is owned by HelloFresh and I've been trying that out. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating clean. They have chef-crafted, nutritious-approved recipes with fresh ingredients and nothing artificial. Choose from recipes featuring lean proteins like turkey, scallops, or shrimp, certified organic whole fruits, vegetables, and... Eggs and plenty of whole grain options. With Green Chef, you can choose from 80 plus weekly options that change every week. You can choose recipes that match your lifestyle, whether that's quick and easy, protein packed, calorie smart, Mediterranean, keto, gluten-free, or plant-based. I love Green Chef because they make eating clean so easy with recipes that support your wellness goals without skipping on flavor or even having to go to the grocery store. One of the reasons I don't cook a lot at home is because honestly, I'm lazy. I don't want to make a list and then go to the store and then go home and cook it, especially after working all day. But with Green Chef, all I have to do is follow some instructions. All the ingredients are sent to me, measured out and ready to be cooked. Green Chef saves me so much time and it's bringing me one step closer to meeting my goals of eating at home. If you're looking to start cooking at home or meet your wellness goals, check out Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com 60TNTC and use code 60TNTC to get 60% off plus 20% off your next Two months. That's GreenChef.com 60 TNTC. Use code 60TNTC to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Thank you, Green Chef, for sponsoring today's episode. When I think of the best version of myself, I think of myself from April 2021 up until the end of 2021. If you know me, you know that I was struggling throughout 2021. I was at my wit's end. I was so unsatisfied with my job. I had lost all my friends that year. I had no relationship with my mom, and I was just so lost and confused and burnt out. So, you might be like, "Ashley, how the hell does that translate to the best version of you? That sounds like the worst version of you." All of those things were happening to me or I was struggling with them there might have been bad things that happened to me but I wasn't the bad thing shit hit the fan and I was at rock bottom but the thing is I was still able to cope with everything that was going on and be strong enough to get through it and that's what I'm proud of and what I want to strive for in the new year I'm not saying that I want all those bad things to happen to me again, but the headspace that I was in and how strong I was to get through it and everything that I did to get through it is what I want to see more of in the next year. Because there were so many hardships that year, I made it a priority to take care of myself because at that time, it felt like all I had was myself and I knew that I wouldn't have survived that year unless I had a good relationship with myself and I was taking care of myself. You know, everything in my life might have been turned upside down. People might have turned on me, but I knew as long as I had myself and I was doing the right things to take care of myself mentally, it was going to be okay. For like at least six months, I didn't listen to any music that didn't make me feel good. I specifically listened to music that talked about manifestation, self-improvement, growth, self-love. I listened to music with certain frequencies like 528 hertz because it's said to improve sleep and reduce stress and a bunch of other positive impacts that the music you hear on the radio or your favorite artist creates doesn't have that or doesn't do for you. I hated my job at the time. But I noticed that I felt less stressed out and I was much more positive going into work when I would listen to this type of music on the drive there. And that's because the music was redirecting my thinking from, I hate my job, this sucks, it's never going to get better, to, I might have this job right now and I might not love it, but this isn't my end goal. I'm meant to do more and I will do more. I'm deserving of more, but it's one step at a time. The same thing with podcasts. I started listening to podcasts that year and that's part of the reason I started my own podcast. I would listen to Mindset Magic Manifestation with Michaela J every single Friday when she would upload. And the thing is... In the past, when I was struggling with something or I lost my friends or someone was mad at me or I was just in a bad mood, I would fixate on it and I would be really mean to myself and tell myself I was deserving of whatever I was going through and it wasn't going to get better. But by listening to her podcast and other podcasts, they talked me off the ledge. I finally felt heard and understood and I had a place to go to for guidance. I also found guidance and advice and just comfort in reading. And I'm not someone who reads. I never read growing up, but I read a lot of self-improvement books that year. I basically consumed anything that I could that made me feel less alone, that made me feel like someone understood me. I consumed any type of media that could give me clarity to why I was feeling the way I was, how to overcome the things I was going through, and how to grow from that place that I was in I listened to music I listened to podcasts I got into tarot reading crystals I watched documentaries one being The Secret which I recommend if you haven't watched it already I got into meditating EFT tapping affirmations literally anything that made me feel better than I did because at the time I literally felt like I wanted to die I would do anything that made me feel better. Or let me rephrase that. I would do anything that was positive for me that made me feel better. I found ways to cope with what I was going through. I also spent a lot of time alone. I had just gone through a very bad friendship breakup. And although it hurt that I lost those friends, I realized there was no growth on my end when I was friends with them. I was doing things that weren't good for me. I was going out and partying, drinking, I was gossiping, I was engaging in self-destructive activities. I also was just allowing people to make me feel small and insignificant. I let people walk all over me and make me feel as if I wasn't deserving of love or respect. So when those friendships ended and I was forced to spend time alone and work on myself, I realized the damage I'd been doing to myself for so many years. I realized how badly I was allowing others to treat me. I was teaching others that they could treat me that way because I was just I was just allowing the disrespect. I realized that I was never going to break away from those habits or behaviors until I broke away from those friendships and worked on myself so I could be better for myself and for future friendships. I, unfortunately, am someone who puts self-care on the back burner when things are good. When I'm happy, I forget that I still need to prioritize myself and take care of myself because in my head, I'm like, well, things are really good right now, so I don't have to do more. But when you don't prioritize yourself, when you don't do the work and you're not consistent – you can easily slip back into those patterns, which in turn leads you to eventually feeling bad again. Once I got to a place where things were good and I felt healed and happy and I got my dream job, I made good friends, I finally liked who I was, I stopped doing everything that I was doing that got me to that point. As of lately, I've been a menace to myself, which is hard to admit, but it's the truth. Since Ending 75 Hard, I haven't picked up a book. I scroll on TikTok for hours. I haven't listened to any of my manifestation music in months. I'm lucky if I give myself time to listen to a podcast once a week. I also I also went out for Thanksgiving in my hometown, which I don't recommend. You know, it sounds fun. In theory, it's not. But I ended up being around a crowd of people that I don't align with. People who are very triggering for me, And I'm just not proud of myself for putting myself in that situation and engaging and talking to them because I know that wasn't good for me because it puts me in a bad headspace. When I act that way, the way that I've been acting lately, and I get kind of in a funk or not in a good routine, I can feel it. I can feel that I'm not doing what's best for me. I can feel my brain rotting. I can tell that my energy's low. I feel unproductive. I feel uninspired. I just am not performing the way that I know I can and I'm not as happy as I know I can be. I might not be depressed right now. I might not be at rock bottom. But just because I'm not at my worst doesn't mean I shouldn't be striving for my best. Like I shouldn't have to be in a terrible headspace to want to do better for myself. I shouldn't be waiting for things to get bad for me to start being better and wanting better for myself. With all that being said, before I get further into the episode and we start talking about how to build your glow up guide for the new year, I just want to emphasize that you should be very aware about what you're consuming, what you're putting into your body, and who you're giving your time and energy to. When you start planning your goals and thinking about what you want for this year, keep all of that in mind and make sure that it's aligning with what you want to do and who you want to be this new year. So the globe guide that I'm gonna be talking about is inspired by a photo I saw on Pinterest. A lot of you ask me how I come up with topics for each episode and some of them definitely come from just what I'm going through or thinking about, but a lot of them do come from inspiration on Pinterest or TikTok. But this is definitely inspired by a photo that I saw on Pinterest. I saw a photo that someone had written out on a journal page How I want to feel, my mindset, my hobbies, and my habits. And I really like this because it's just very to the point. It's organized and it's a good way to be able to look at a visual of what you're working towards and make sure everything that you're doing aligns with one another. So this is how I set up my own glow up guide, but I also included my goals within the list. So how I want to feel, my mindset, my hobbies, my goals, and my habits. Starting with how I want to feel, I think this is super important to start with and to think about and determine because no matter what you want, no matter what your goal is, the reason you want that thing is because it's going to make you feel a certain way. I used to say, I want a social media following, but was it the following that I wanted or was it the feeling that comes along with it that I craved? The feeling of having a large amount of people that support you, feeling loved, feeling appreciated, feeling seen. Before I got into a relationship with Josh, I wanted a boyfriend. But it's not just because I wanted a boyfriend. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel appreciated. I wanted to be celebrated. I wanted that feeling of waking up every single day next to someone who I love so much and that loves me back. You don't have to achieve your goals or receive something to experience those feelings. Those feelings aren't exclusive to your goals. There's things that I could have done that would have emulated those feelings without a social media following or without a boyfriend, like showing myself love with affirmations, building on the connections that I had in my life, opening up to the people that I had in my life. Doing those things would have made me feel loved, would have made me feel seen, would have made me feel appreciated. In the way that I was seeking just without the specific things that I wanted. What I've learned through being able to feel those emotions without reaching certain goals or without certain people is that the things that you want actually come quicker to you when you match the feeling or match the energy that would be associated with the thing that you want. If you wanna grow on social media, you're going to grow faster by acting as if and feeling as if you already have that following because you're showing up as that person. My point being is if you want to attract things into your life faster, you need to align yourself and how you feel with how you would feel if you had whatever it is that you want. If you want that social media following this year, be aware of how you feel in the process of trying to make it happen. If you feel lousy and unmotivated, hopeless, like it's not going to work out for you, you're going to have a much harder time making it work. Figuring out how you want to feel this year and writing it down is going to keep you in check and hold you accountable. It's also good to just serve as a reminder that even when shit hits the fan and you're struggling, these are the emotions that I'm striving for. This is how I want to show up for myself and for others this year. For me personally, I want to feel aligned with my purpose, energized, proud, grateful, healthy, and powerful. Next is your mindset. This goes hand in hand with how you want to feel. There's going to be days where you don't feel your best and you're struggling. And you're allowed to feel every single emotion. If you're struggling, let yourself lay in bed, give yourself a raw day, be upset. But don't let it be that way forever. Eventually, you need to get up and get back on track to how you want to feel. You don't want the bad days or the problems you encounter to consume you so much that they become the theme of your year. It's okay to have bumps in the road. It's okay to have hard days. But let them be just that. Your mindset is gonna be the thing that helps you overcome those things and keeps you motivated and dedicated to feeling the way that you actually wanna feel. I wrote down a few affirmations that I'm going to keep in mind this year that are going to keep me on track to working to feel the way that I want to and will align with my goals. So I wrote down what's meant for me will not pass me. I don't chase, I attract. It's not selfish to make myself a priority. I will stand up for myself, I release any limiting beliefs or self-doubt, and then I'm capable of whatever I set my mind to. I definitely get in my head a lot. That's something that I've struggled with a lot this year, and I think keeping these in mind will redirect my thinking and kind of nicely tell myself to shut the fuck up that the only obstacle in my way is myself and that I need to get out of my way Because once I do that, I will attract anything and everything that I want. So I need to stop stressing. Next are your hobbies. Your hobbies don't necessarily have to do with what you want to achieve this year. Like it doesn't have to do with your job or with money or anything like that. It's just what you're going to spend your time on this coming year. Like I said, when it comes to your diet, It's really important what you spend your time and energy on because it influences how you feel and what your life will look like. I don't want to get to the end of 2024 and have nothing to show for it because I spent all my time on my phone. I want to do things that make me happy, that fill me up, or just impact my life in a positive way. This coming year, I want to spend a good amount of time filming, editing, creating, whether that's for the podcast, doing photo shoots, painting, drawing, working on projects. I want to be thrifting, cooking, baking, moving my body, dancing, uh, spending time with my loved ones. Like that Taylor Swift quote, I want to be defined by the things that I love. I want the things that I do in my everyday life to reflect who I am. I feel like when people ask me if I have any hobbies or what I do, I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, do I? I don't know what I do with my time. Honestly, I want to come to the end of 2024 and be like, yeah, I freaking do have hobbies. I do all these amazing things and I love them and I love sharing them with everyone. I love telling everyone I have all these hobbies. Moving on to your goals, I think that it's obvious that you should include your goals in your glow up guide. You all know how I feel about making vision boards, mood boards, and just setting your intentions for the next year. I think it's really good to do this before the new year, just so you know ahead of time what you're working towards to get yourself in the right headspace. Obviously, you can change your mind at any time or edit your goals, but I think it's it's good to go into it with some sort of plan. I do think it's good to have some big goals. Like one of mine for 2023 was to do merch, which I ended up doing. But I also think it's good to have small, realistic, tangible ones. Not every single goal has to be extraordinary. Not every goal has to blow everyone away by you achieving it. I talked about this last episode, but one of my goals for 2023 was to have 100,000 followers or subscribers on YouTube, which I know I'm capable of of doing but it is a huge goal and I didn't achieve it because I just don't think it was attainable for me this year I don't think I was being real with myself when I was making that goal I think I was setting certain goals that I thought were important to me and that would be exciting to achieve but with where I'm at in my life and how I feel right now some of those goals like YouTube just don't align I did set small goals for myself though. Like I wanted to prioritize my health and working out, which I definitely did. Like I did 75 hard. I did my 30 day glow up. I wanted to buy an iMac because I wanted to invest in myself this year and I bought one and I'm literally working right in front of it right now. Another goal of mine was to make and build female friendships and I think I successfully did that this year. I've met so many amazing friends This year, I met my best friend, Lauren, who lives in Michigan. We met through TikTok, but we met up multiple times this year. We FaceTime all the time, and I just love her so much. But these goals aren't massive goals. Like, to someone else, they don't really mean much, but to me, they matter. And without establishing them ahead of time, I might have never reached them. I'm not super big on working out so I probably would have just put it on the back burner and not taken my health seriously. I'm really bad at spending money on myself especially big purchases so I probably wouldn't have bought that iMac if I didn't establish its importance to me before the year started. I could have been really busy this year and not prioritized making friendships and I wouldn't have met Lauren. My point is Don't worry so much about having these huge, flashy goals. Don't worry about impressing other people or having goals that you think are going to make you feel important or powerful. Set goals that are going to make you feel good, but are also going to benefit you and your life. That are going to actually serve a purpose for you. I'm not going to share my goals with you just yet, just because I haven't really sat down and fully thought about what I want to work on in 2024 but once I know for sure I'll definitely make a vision board and share it with you on social media but the last thing that I want you to do is to think about your habits for the next year your habits are going to be a huge part in achieving your goals things don't happen overnight well sometimes they do but most things don't work unless you do If you really want something even the smallest thing you need to put your time and energy into it and nurture it. You can't work on it once and be like okay I did it. It's done. It's gonna work out now. No. Most times you need to keep doing it. Be consistent at it. That's where habits come into play. Doing something so much that it just becomes automatic. For me over this past year making friendships work was really important to me so I made it a habit to check in with my friends as often as I could if you know even if they're not doing the same thing for me before I used to be like well they're not checking on me so I'm not going to do the same no like I I wanted to make that work this year so I did the work I would text them even if I came off as annoying and needy I supported them on their social media especially if they do that for work I would always make sure to ask if they're okay if they did post something that came across like they were struggling. Instead of waiting for them to ask me to hang out, I would hit them up and ask them to hang out, just doing the best that I possibly could to be a good friend. I didn't just check in once and be like, all right, my job's done here. I did it. I checked in on them. So I don't have to do this anymore. Consistency is key to building good friendships or good anything. Your habits need to go hand in hand with your goals. Think of your habits as steps to arriving at your goals. The gas in your car to get to your destination. Without all the work that I did this year to be a good friend, I wouldn't have all those amazing friendships that I have now. Like I said, I don't know my goals fully yet, but I do know some habits that I'm going to be incorporating into my life that just have to do with my sanity and that are going to make me feel my best. I wrote down keeping my space clean, drinking water, not going on my phone first thing in the morning, moving my body, planning and staying organized, and then staying connected with others. Although my goals for 2024 aren't set in stone yet, I did make myself a glow-up guide for the new year. Just things that I'm going to be focusing on this year that I think will make me feel my best. When I visualize a better version of me, a more evolved version of me, this is how I think of myself. I broke it into a few categories and I'm just gonna run through each to give you some ideas if you also wanna make yourself a globe guide. I broke it up into style, spirituality, self-care, and then food and body. The reason I included style in this is because whenever I think about past years, there's always a specific style of mine in my head like each year is a different era to me. When I look back at this year, I'm going to think of this as my blonde era because it's the first time in my life that I committed to having blonde hair. When I think of 2018, Ashley, I think of my Ariana Grande era where I literally thought I looked like Ariana Grande. I dressed like Ariana Grande. I wore my hair like Ariana Grande. I thought I was Ariana Grande. When I think of 2019, Ashley, I think of my sheen era because I was going crazy ordering sheen and that's that's all I wore. It's like when you think of 2012 style, you think of Victoria's Secret yoga pants, that Brandy Melville moon phases shirt, owls, clothes with weird mustaches on them. I think style is so important and it can sum up a period of your life. In 2024, I don't necessarily want to stick to one style, but I do want to dress with intent. So every season, I'm going to have a mood board on Pinterest of style inspiration and clothing that I want to wear, but I'm not going to follow trends. I'm not going to be wearing things based off what others are wearing. If I'm inspired or I like a trend, I'll follow it, but I'm not going to change what I'm wearing completely just because what I like isn't in style anymore. I'm gonna be wearing what I wanna wear, dressing myself, not asking others for their opinion. I'm not gonna be dressing based off the weather. If I wanna wear a skirt in negative 10 degrees, I'm gonna do it. I also want to prioritize thrifting more. I personally love thrifting because it feels like a game. It's exciting and it's rewarding when you spend an hour going through clothes and you find something you really, really like. I also like the idea of wearing pieces that have a story to them, that have history to them. I think it just gives clothes more meaning and more, I don't know, spunk? Is is spunk the right word? I've never used that word in my life. Um, Also, a lot of thrifted pieces are just better quality than what you would find in the store now. I'm still going to be shopping online, but I want the majority of my clothing to be thrifted. The only catch is whenever I'm buying clothes, whenever I go thrifting and I want something, I will be donating something as well. If I buy a coat, one coat for my closet has to go. I just don't want clothing sitting in my closet that I'm not going to be wearing. So I'm either going to sell it or donate it. And this is also going to make me spend less money because if I do bring something home, I know I also have to get rid of something which I don't like doing. For spirituality, I am taking a lot of inspiration from what I did in 2021. I was very spiritual in 2021, mainly because I was so lost and I just needed guidance and motivation to, you know, not take myself out. First thing that I'll be doing is setting goals and resetting on the first of every month, as well as every new moon. New moons are really good for new beginnings, so I like to use that energy as a way to reset myself. I'm going to be aiming to journal, read, or do tarot at least once a week. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're not doing that for a while, forcing yourself to sit down and do one of those can be really hard. So at least once a week, if not more. I'm going to be aiming to listen to at least one self-improvement podcast a week. The reason I fell out of this habit is because I don't have to drive to work like I used to. And that's really the only time I would listen to podcasts and then the past like year or two I would only listen when I was working out or on walks and lately I've just not been the best at that so I want to get better at that I want to get better at throwing a podcast on when I wake up or when I'm cleaning or when I just have downtime and I need to listen to something and then lastly I'm going to be doing EFT tapping or affirmations in the morning I'm really good about this right now I do this every single morning I try to do it at night too, but I'm just adding that to the list to hold myself accountable. For self-care, I'm going to have at least one dedicated night to a self-care night. At least one night needs to be an everything shower, face masks, painting my nails, plucking my eyebrows, the whole nine yards. One night a week needs to be Ashley's salon. I want at least one night where I do all of that And then I get in my cozy pajamas and I light a candle and lay in bed and I rot and watch my favorite show. I think one of the most important things when it comes to glowing up is taking time for yourself, being alone, being so okay. And not only okay, but excited to spend time alone. I have a really hard time saying no to people. I want to make others happy. So if someone texts me and they're like, you want to hang out? I usually say yeah even if I don't want to but with this new rule if it's my dedicated self-care night I'm saying no and I'm staying the heck inside by myself I am going to be focusing on skincare and my natural beauty I love makeup don't get me wrong I love a good beat but my makeup does not look good if my skin does not look good with that being said less is going to be more for me on my face My skin breaks out really easily when I try new products. So I want to figure out my perfect morning and night skincare routine. And I wanna keep the products minimal, no more than like four or five products. That might even be too much, we'll see. But I wanna figure that out. But that's for my face, for my skin and for my body. I will be prioritizing moisture. I don't care if I'm so pale. I don't care if my legs aren't shaved. I just want to be soft and I want my skin to look plump and healthy. I'm talking castor oil. I'm talking body oil. I'm talking moisturizer all over my body. When I get out of the shower, I'm lathering it on. I don't care how lazy I am. It's happening. And then lastly for self-care, I'm going to be taking care of my nails. I just started taking care of my nails the last like month or two. But I started doing my nails at home and my nails look so good. I don't know if you can hear this, but I can finally like tap because they're long enough and they're strong enough to do this. My real nails. Yeah, you heard it here. My nails look like I went to a salon and got them done. And that's because I dedicate one night a week to filing them, buffing them. I use this polish on them that like strengthens them. And then I use my Essie nail polish. And then I do a top coat to lock all of it in. And yeah, it's a whole production to do it. But my nails look so good. Again, they're so long and so strong. I I don't know if you can hear it. Hold on. Sorry, we just had to do a little ASMR session real quick. But I feel so put together now that my nails are done all the time. And I think that's why I'm going to be doing all the self-care because not only is it going to make me feel good, but I'm also just going to look more put together. Like when I look at a woman who looks well-rested, who has healthy skin, who has a good skincare routine, who has her nails done, who looks like they're putting time into themselves... They look like they have it together. And you know why? It's because they do. Or at least in that department, they do. Now, finishing off with food and body, I am going to be drinking three water bottles a day, at least. I talk about this all the time, so I'm not going to get really into it. But when I was doing 75 hard and I was drinking a gallon of water a day, my skin has never looked better. Bloating? Don't know her. I felt so... Good. And it was because I I wasn't dehydrated for the first time in my life. So water is going to be my bestie in 2024. Another thing that I did during 75 Hard and my 30-day glow-up was prioritizing eating at home Monday through Friday. So I'm going to continue doing that because it made me feel better. It saved me money. And honestly, I just enjoy doing it. One of my hobbies for 2024 is going to be cooking. So I might as well be cooking for myself. I am going to be listening to my body and eating and working out based off my menstrual cycle. I did an entire episode about this. So again, not going to go really too much into it, but it's crazy how many nutrients and vitamins we're lacking when we're on our period. But it's also crazy how much just like how much your body changes with each phase of your cycle. Like I just learned about this this year, like all about my menstrual cycle and all the phases And now that I know more about it, it's made my life so much easier. And I finally feel like I have a good relationship and communication with my body. So in 2024, I'm just going to work even more on working with my body instead of against it. And doing what's best for my body. But that is my 2024 glow up guide. I hope this episode helped you in some way. I hope that it gave you some inspiration and motivation to start planning for the new year. Like I said, once I know my goals, for sure, I'll make a vision board and post it like I did last year. If you make a vision board, make sure to send it to me on Instagram. I love looking at them and looking at your boards honestly does give me inspiration. So if you make one, send it my way. I also just want to know what you're working on this year. What your glow up guide is. So make sure to respond to the question on Spotify. You can DM me and let me know what you're doing for 2024, and just keep me updated because as much as I update you about my life and everything, I want to know about yours. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for hanging out with me all of 2023. I can't believe it's the end of the year. I can't believe we've been doing trying not to care for two years insane i love you so much besties oh wait if you haven't already make sure to give (laughs) try not to care a five-star review on spotify and apple it really does help me out follow my socials and check out today's sponsor because i love today's sponsor and green chef's gonna be helping me out a lot next year with cooking at home again thank you so much for listening thank you for being my bestie and i love you so much and i will talk to you next time bye besties love you